Welcome to Center State CEO's semi-monthly podcast, Talk CNY, presented by NBT Bank. On Talk CNY, you get an inside look at the people, projects, and planning moving Central New York forward. I'm Andrew Fish, Senior Vice President of Member and Business Experience at Center State CEO, Central New York's leading business leadership and economic development organization. And I'm Kate Hammer, business coach and member at Center State CEO. We are your hosts for Talk CNY. Take a moment right now to subscribe in your favorite listening app for new episode reminders every other Wednesday. Data is the foundation for us to, to ask the right questions, to start asking questions, to begin our conversations, uh, to understand uh, the stories in our community and understand uh, where people are succeeding and where people need help and and how we can play a role. On this episode of our podcast, we talked to Center State CEO's Jared Shepard, Director of Research and Planning, about the key indicators we look at to understand the growth that is ahead and develop the strategic plans needed to meet those opportunities and challenges. Jared, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to Toxie and Wine. Thank you. Yeah. Jared, as an organization, we root so much of our work, the planning, the strategy development, the impact measurement, all in data, right? And I know data is your thing. Tell us a little bit about what makes data and research so compelling to you. For starters, it's the factual lens and it roots a lot of our work and roots our assumptions. But I also recognize that one of the great assets at Center State in working here is the level of institutional knowledge and uh, intuition that goes into the work, the ground truthing. So I think when those things work together, you're you're in the best the best situation, I think, to take ideas, to take information and understand the the practical application of it. I remember being kind of envious of, of someone I went to school with who their first job out of grad school was was at Brookings. And mm. and you know that that seemed to be the best possible thing to do is is go there and 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 immerse yourself in data and research. We we've kept in touch, but he's always seems more envious of of the work that we get to do um, because the the practical application is there. Yeah. So, but I, I mean, I I love I love da- uh, data data in research. I th- I think most people do. You know, ideas excite us. Um, I think ideas uh, make us human and keep us connected to to what's going on in our community. Yeah, awesome. you know, that's a really good point because. What do we use it for, right? We, we use it for storytelling. All data has context, right? It always has a narrative. And so what you were talking about, that institutional knowledge, it's so important to have that in mind and to have all of that expertise so that when you're pulling data sets or when you're looking at some sort of visualization, that you have an understanding that it's grounded in something that you feel comfortable to share, right? Yes, that's absolutely right. There, there's an expression that we sometimes use or, or try to remember. Which I don't know where it comes from, but um, it's no numbers without narrative. I no love that. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then even when it when it comes just like to to what is what is data and and maybe some of the differences between qualitative and quantitative data, and 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 actually maybe that's those are in some ways artificial differences. Quantitative data is is really just a lot of qualitative data. That's been organized in, in a certain way, and so uh, another I think important aspect of data is submerging yourself in, in an understanding of what the limits and the uses are and where it came from, and understanding that at, at a certain point you you know percentages and changes over time are are interesting to to again sort of bedrock your assumptions, but that's actually derived from a human being who filled out a form mm. and and they're actually describing their their life so the data is rooted in real people yeah 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 yeah. 
you know, one of the things that I know you're spending a lot of time on is, is housing, right? It's something that we have to address in order to meet this moment. And as a result of that, as an organization, we do, we, we've done what we, we know works well, and that's we've convened a group of our members that are experts in this field. And we formed this housing task force, and you're, you're doing a great job leading that. Talk to us a little bit about that group, what we're hoping to accomplish, and you know, kind of what's ahead as we kind of work on housing as a, as a regional challenge. The group is, is made up of the number of community members who, who are in, in touch with more specifically the needs of affordable housing, but also developers and construction companies, builders, and lenders. The, the ability to bring everybody around, around the table and understand that a, from the perspective of a lender, they see a set of challenges that are you know, probably the challenges that they're not directly able to influence. And it's a barrier and, and they can offer solutions. But then we'll also speak with somebody on perhaps the uh, the builder or developer side of mm-hmm. us, and and they maybe have ways of addressing that challenge. But they they have specific concerns that need to be met through developing different access to capital. Right. The the remarkable thing so far about the group has been how they've worked together. In I think several, I think we had three or four meetings and. Nobody has asserted that their particular challenge is the challenge that mm. the resources need to be mm-hmm. be used on. But the benefit is all of these ideas are discussed in the same room so that you have developers who build towards the upper end of the market, understanding that the, in the mm-hmm. same room at the same table, someone whose primary concern is providing any type of housing to, mm-hmm. to the unhoused. And then we also have lenders in the room who are, who are evaluating what's going on in, in they're committed to finding solutions to to financing the the development that we need. It's a, it's a complex problem, and it's great to hear that we have partners around the table who are thinking about the entirety of the issue and understanding their role in it, but recognize that our solution set is going to be mm-hmm. something that doesn't just fit their needs, but is broadly addressing these issues in our community and trying to to, to make sure that we as we see this growth, inevitable growth happen, that it's happening equitably and it's happening in a sustainable fashion. There's a lot of barriers to get through. That's There's, you know, there's permitting and municipal zoning and all sorts of challenges in addition to the financing and, you know, the, the cost of construction and all the other stuff that we're facing right now. But it, it's, it's great to see that that group coming together. Yeah, that's right. It's so encouraging to hear that people are finding shared interests and really honoring each other's perspectives. Has there been Anything that surprised you that you've heard from members of the group? Maybe no specific things, but the general way that that the that the group works together is a, a demonstration of really the way that you get comprehensive and complex problem solving done. And by understanding that that the outcome that you're going for is going to be the product of some sort of network impact of the increase in connections that you're making or the quality of those connections that you're growing. So how you are linking builders and funders and developers, not only in terms of the contracts that they sign and the business that they're actually conducting together, but how do they understand each other and understand the challenges? And there's there's so much about this work at Center State that is that is tied to creating natural collisions mm-hmm. in in the, the culture or in, in the economy. Oh yeah, totally the Center State way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So I know that kind of a next step for this housing task force, really kind of a first official step of this housing task force, is coming out with a policy memo. This is going to drive kind of what we do. Kind of that again to your 
to your conversation just now about the complex problem solving, this is going to kind of lay out a path for us in the ways in which center state wants to see this growth happen, wants to be involved in this work without giving away too much, because I know that it is still being drafted and, and we're, we're hoping that it is released here in the next week or two. Anything you can share from that memo specifically that is something that you're really excited about, really nervous about? really oh that's a serious uh, yeah right so any anything that you feel is is really a great little nugget to share with our listeners the most interesting or or maybe the, the most exciting part of it is is that there there's a there's growth happening in our mm-hmm. region we all know that there's challenges associated with that and and there is an incredible group of people that that i've had the privilege of working with who are extremely intelligent and thoughtful and are dedicated to, to working on this. Part of this growth, though, is is developing, th- is, is part of the developing narrative of what this community is now. Right. And as a growth community, it means some things that that it, it hadn't meant in anybody's collective memory. And, and one of them is that we want to stay here as, mm-hmm. as, as adults yeah. who are going to look for a place to downsize to. We have adult children, or we will have adult children, who we want to be a part of all this growth that's going on. We don't expect them to, to find an, a place of, of, of better opportunity. So how do we begin this brand new narrative mm-hmm. in this brand new culture around why it's good to grow strong new neighborhoods and new markets for ourselves, for maybe our children, for people we've never met who are going to call this place home and just, you know, we will, we'll, it'll be t- something entirely new to us to see all the, all of these people who, who want to join in what we have been a part of for so long. So I think that's, that's actually housing. I mean, housing is, is definitely the, the nuts and bolts of talking about how you find land and dig foundations and pay for it and do the policy right. But it, but it's actually the, the, the idea of a, of a, of a, of a changing and growing culture that that we want to help shape. It, it's the foundation for how you want your communities to look and where you want them to be and, and how they function. And I love how your process really mirrors the growth that you're seeing outside, that you're seeing, you know, this expansion out there. So you're going to have your expansion in the way that you process through. And that leaves so much room for an inclusive nature about a thing, right? There's plenty of room. And not everything can be irreducibly complex. Not everything is a mousetrap, right? right? Sometimes we have to deal with something that needs room. And so I imagine this is going to be a continued process. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Well, we'll have a period of time over the next few months where we can we can help articulate the the voice that comes through center state with our membership and in the in the stakeholders that we've engaged with but the the housing construction that that we will will anticipate mm-hmm. is a, a growth sector of our economy actually so if you took if you took mm-hmm. our entire uh, regional gdp gross domestic product yeah oh thank you <laughs> for the, the, the macro geeks mm-hmm. it's going to more than double in its actual portion of, of that overall economy so it's and it's going to continue that way it, it'll it'll probably peak mm-hmm. but it's going to grow considerably over at least the next 10 years it'll just be an ongoing area of growth and for those that may not understand this we're talking billions of dollars of development when it comes to our housing market in this region billions. did you say billions I, with a b I did did with a b he did yep Jared, it's not just about housing, though, is it? What kinds of opportunities do we need to be focused on in order to be successful? So the growth of the economy that we're, we're, we 
really have our attention on, or at least gets the most airtime, is is certainly and rightfully so the major historic investment from Micron and the jobs that are created through the, its construction and the suppliers that go with it. The broader and I think more, I don't want to say more important, but but the more integral to, to, the, to the long range growth of any region is how it grows businesses internally, its business dynamism, mm. and how startups and how R&D feeds into the growth of new businesses. Mm-hmm. And those businesses represent opportunities for the people who live here now, the people who are moving to our region. But if if that type of dynamism and and that growth of of our ability as a community to grow businesses changes, that 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 will be that will be of many generations of transformation. We've talked about this before as the not losing sight of the need to invest in our innovation, mm-hmm. right? In, uh, not just innovation from a technology standpoint, but being an innovative community and making sure that we have more business starts, that we have more opportunities for people to spin out ideas from existing mm-hmm. companies, and mm-hmm. I think. You know, Rob said this before, and and this is this is you know I think one of the maybe most succinct ways to say what you just talked about, and that is twenty years from now, if we're just Micron Town, we've missed the boat, right? It has to be more than that. It has to be about all the rest of that ecosystem and that community and community growth and business growth, business dynamism. Yes. So yeah, that is that is super exciting. We are going to take a short break. We'll be right back with our conversation with Jared Shepard. Talk more about Central New York's progress. But first, a note from our presenting sponsor of Talk CNY, NBT Bank. Every day at NBT Bank, we focus our business around all the ways we can help yours. We're large enough to offer leading business and digital solutions, but local enough to ensure personalized one-on-one service. So turn to NBT Bank for a full range of business solutions, like capital and treasury management services, even fraud protection, and see how NBT Bank is just the right size to help you do big things. Visit nbtbank.com to learn more and start a conversation. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is Toxie and Why, and we are continuing our conversation with Jared Shepard. Jared, you have also been really digging into the numbers of our regional economy, which will be released through Center State's 2024 Economic Forecast Report uh, later next month, right? Yes. Great. Can you tell us a little bit about what stands out? We're really at, definitely for any macro geek, this is probably the most interesting time to be alive and in, in, in watch the macro economy because everybody's watching for the, the so-called soft landing. Mm-hmm. And the most recent economic data for that came out, I think a couple of days ago, showed that unemployment went down again. It had gone up, I think, for a month. And I think it's at nationally, it's 3.7%. And then the Fed a day or two later said they were going to they were gonna pause rates mm-hmm. and they may be setting themselves up for even maybe some rate cuts. But Fed watchers don't know that either, but um, mm-hmm. it's all interesting to speculate on. And I think that would be the story of of the macro economy in mm-hmm. 2024 is what those impacts are going to look like. And and whatever they are, we will experience them certainly on our on our regional level. And we will see, we have already seen our, our unemployment crept up a little bit in the last mm-hmm. few months. We don't know what it is in November yet. Regional employment numbers are a little bit behind national numbers, but we'll probably follow that in some way. But we're, we as a, as a region are coming off 3.1% unemployment in in the summer probably close to the lowest on record our labor force in in over that period hit its its peak in the last 10 years nearly and labor force participation as well and and as we saw the the labor force number grow throughout this year um we saw the the actual number of participants or the growth in the overall labor force i guess that's what i already said but we saw people coming off the sidelines in other words and 
and you could do also directly see that it was taking place in sectors like construction, yeah. e even even as early as. So we're talking about the need for for housing growth and development, yep. and that's a workforce that's required. Even in what we've seen already, which is sort of the start of it, there's been a growth in our construction workforce in the last few months. That's great. So when you think about kind of the the the, the, the metrics and the, and the benchmarks of what we're working towards, and you know we've got our economic forecast breakfast coming up at the end of January. The report's going to be coming out. As an organization, we're always rooting our work and, and focusing on. Are we improving the region for everyone, right? Equitable growth, our mission, create a region where business thrives and all people prosper. Is there anything that we're seeing or, or any indicators that we're, we're seeing along those lines that, you know, some of that work is having an impact on those, on those bottom line numbers? I think the I think the most exciting place to look in terms of like new businesses mm -hmm. is looking at the growth of businesses. The, the I'm sorry, the number of workers at, at startup businesses. Mm -hmm. So we can we can track how many people are working at startups. The growth in employment was was strongest in BIPOC individuals. And if you go back even further, so if you go back to I think I mentioned 2000 maybe 2003 when we had the most. The highest employment at that time in startup businesses. BIPOC individuals represented less than ten percent of the workforce in startups. Wow. That that number's over twenty percent now. That's so, significant. Yeah, that, that's a double in mm -hmm. in, in their uh, share of the workforce. That's great, and and I think that that's important to understand that you know, going back to our earlier point, data is one thing, but that is a real person's experience, a qualitative experience in someone's household and someone's life. Um, and, and really that's why we root all of our work in data is because it, it comes back to that is all built upon the experiences of people within our region. Jared, it's been great having you as a guest. I've learned so much from you as a colleague and friend and this episode was more of the same of that. And I appreciate your, your expertise and your insight. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't heard much from you as I am not your colleague, but it has been awesome. And for the listeners who don't get to work with you every day too. And you taught us a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Center State CEO's podcast, Talk CNY, is presented by NBT Bank and is available on clickcny.com and all major podcast platforms. Join us on Click, where we'll continue to chat about this topic and provide additional resources and links. In Click, you can also listen to or watch every episode of this series of Talk CNY. Click is Center State CEO's interactive digital chamber platform where our members connect, learn, and receive support from our staff. For new episode reminders every other Wednesday, be sure to hit subscribe in your favorite listening app. If you're enjoying Talk CNY, consider leaving a quick review or a five-star rating.